Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Monday, wherever you are out there, whatever day you're listening to this. I hope that you are having a good day. I want to share a little bit about this episode today with my friend, Victoria Brown, Phoebe, as you may know her, if you follow her on Instagram or have taken her SoulCycle class or have done her 12-week mindset program or follow her as an Under Armour athlete. She wears so many hats. She is a Sagittarius. She's such a badass. And this conversation we had is all about just like authenticity in business, fully aligning and letting like all of the vessels that we use to, I guess, like complete our mission in this life. This episode is all about how to stay true to who you are in all of the different career paths and opportunities and things that we do in this life. I really, really respect Victoria because she has always stayed true to who she is even when it doesn't look so good, even when it's like up, it's down, it's all over the place. Even when she switches what she's doing, she's always just really stayed true to herself. And I think that's just such a valuable lesson, especially as we are all kind of in a a state of pivot right now, just in general, in like the climate of the world that we're living in. So I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. And before we get into that, So maybe you've been listening to this podcast and you are kind of inspired and you're thinking, do I want to start a podcast? I can't recommend it enough. I am not the person that is going to be editing and doing all of the administrative work that's required to start a podcast. That's honestly why I did not start one sooner. Thank goodness I found Upstarter Pods. Chase and his team are incredible at what they do. They are the reason why this podcast has taken the shape it has. I cannot recommend or just shout them from the rooftops enough. If you are interested in starting a podcast, have a conversation with his team. You can email them at chase at upstarterpods.com. You can slide into their DMs at Upstarter Pods on Instagram. You'll get a free consult. Tell them on the daily sent you you will get a discount if you refer, if you let them know that I referred you. But I'm telling you, like, it's worth a conversation. And why not? Because don't just sit around and wait years like I did to start a podcast when you can literally have a team that will help you get one off the ground. So go go check them out. And if you are just joining the podcast, welcome to the On The Daily family. We are so happy you're here. There are so many episodes. We started this podcast back in January. So there are lots of episodes. If you want to go back and hear last week's, my friend Brian Toreda is just such a dream, such a joy to be around. He started the Be Free movement, which if you listen to the episode, he will tell you all about. And he's just a really awesome individual with a lot to share. So please go back and hear those episodes and let's do this. Oh my gosh. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hi, VB. Welcome to uh, On The Daily. Hi, what's up? I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited. I feel like you were one of the first people that I was like, oh, she's got to be on this show. And like, it just feels so good to have you. It feels so good to see your face. Like for anybody listening, I can always see her face and it feels so good to see her face and it feels so good to hear your voice. I just love you. 
well, the feeling is very mutual. So I'm excited to be here. Well, I start every episode with a clearing. So anything that like is on both of our minds, we can each say one that like maybe might keep you from being present in this moment. I like to get it out into the open so that we can just get really present. Mm -hmm. I'll start. So I have a lot of like, I have a huge to-do list today and I'm the person that will try to think about like number five on that list before I've even done number one. And I'm like really practicing just like taking each one as it comes. And if I don't get to number five, I can do it tomorrow. So I'm like trying to center my energy into one thing at a time instead of trying to do like a bunch of things not very well. That is a golden nugget right there, to be honest. (laughs) I'm also someone who tries to skip to number five, but I find I'm way more productive if I focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. So for me today, I am home. I'm in Maryland. I live in New York City. And so I am visiting family, which has become something that's sort of, you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's nice to be home these days. It's hard to travel and it's hard to make those things happen and see people we love as often. So yeah, I'm just excited to be here talking to you and home. Yeah. I love that you like, of course, like when you will get into all of this, but when you left the West coast, I was so sad. But then again, I was like, you know what though? Like she's going to be with her family. Like you and I are both such huge family people that mm-hmm. like you've, I've just seen you like blossom and obviously like your business and your relationship and like all those things that are like just flourishing for you right now. It like all started with the decision to like move back East, you know? Yeah, it did. It totally did. So tell us about you. Who is VB? right now in this moment, like tell everybody, who are you? That's a loaded question. You know, who am I in this moment? Who are any of us in this moment, right? It's like the whole world just got so turned upside down and everything that we thought that we knew became something different overnight. And so I would say, I don't know, I feel like for a lot of us and myself included, I feel like Maybe for the first time ever in my life, I feel so much more connected to myself, my center and who I actually am through all that's going on in the world and this kind of forced pause that we, you know, stepped into about a year ago almost now. So yeah, I am so many things. I am a soul cycle instructor. I am on the at-home platform. I am a life coach. I am a meditation teacher. I recently got certified in breath work as well. I love discovering all things fitness, mind and body and where those two things intersect. I'm an Under Armour athlete. I'm a sister. I'm a girlfriend. I'm a friend. That's who I am. (laughs) So yes, thank you for sharing all of that. One of the reasons why I wanted like so badly for you to be on this is because I think you and I have always shared like an entrepreneurial like mindset. And obviously, like we both work for SoulCycle and like then we each run our own businesses like accordingly. And I think you have always just been a soundboard for me. And maybe you didn't know that. But, you know, as we've like created our own businesses and like really like kind of head first dove into different like, I guess, opportunities career wise, it's been something that I've always really loved about you is that I've watched you go from like literally wanting to be a broadcaster, like a news broadcaster to like you know, you were like on the cover of like a Hooters calendar, like you were all these things. And then you started for soul and then you weren't going to be an instructor. And then you were an instructor. And like, that was a journey for you. And then it's just been so awesome to watch you just like stay so true to who you are along the way. And, you know, obviously when you know someone really well, you know, like what happened behind closed doors to make that happen. 
but I admire you so much for how you you go through everything really authentically and you are very vulnerable in the way in which, you know, you achieve the things you achieve. And so I would love for us to talk about just kind of authenticity in entrepreneurialism. Cause I feel like that's something that so many people are trying right now is like they're tapping into their entrepreneurial side, which I literally have obsessed with it. I eat it up. Like when people tell me they want to start a business, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, <laughs> right, I'm, so, yeah. I'm so pumped for them. But staying so true to who you are is hard. It's work because there's going to be so many times you're pulled in, in so many different directions. So I would love for you to just like speak to that part of your journey and like what that looked yeah. like throughout the years. I mean, I'll first start by saying that the feeling is so mutual. I feel like you've always been such a sounding board for me as well. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Danielle and I worked together on the front desk at SoulCycle. So we, you know, started in the yellow tank top. So Clean yeah, that's and shoes, we like. baby. <laughs> that's right. Spraying <laughs> shoes, wiping down bikes, humble beginnings. Hello. That's where we started out. And like, you know, I just remember so many moments being in the back office, you know, just the two of us and kind of just shooting the shit and talking about life. And it's been a journey. So it's been you know, equally as amazing and incredible to be on the other side of the lens and watch you and how you've, you know, taken off and started all of your own things. And it's cool. So that's why I was like super looking forward to this conversation today as well. But as far as like my own entrepreneurial spirit and how that came to be, I think, you know, what we don't realize as human beings is that we are all business owners. Every single one of us on this planet is a business owner. This right here, your house, your mind, your body, your spirit, everything that you embody and who you are as a person is your business. Like how you show up in the world is your business, right? And so how do you take care of your business? And I think that's like first and foremost. And for me, it's always been, as you mentioned, like, you know, it's like I was, you know, on the cover of the Hooters magazine multiple times. I worked at Hooters for six and a half years, which a lot of people don't know about me. And you loved that job. Like you really oh loved God, I loved there. that job. Yeah. I would I... recommend it to anyone. Those were some of my, like, they were so fun. I remember when you worked for Hooters and I was like, this girl is obsessed with this job. And like, Anybody who's obsessed with anything they do, you can't help but be like, oh, like, I'm so excited for it. Like, I was so invested in your career there that I was like, I don't even know. I think I can count the number of times I've been to Hooters on like one hand because yeah. I've been vegan so long. Like, it just didn't yeah. match up, you know, but like, yeah, yeah man, like you love that job. I did. You know, I have to say that for whatever reason in my life, I don't know what I attribute it to. I don't know where it came from. I've always been sort of a very confident being. So when you are confident in yourself, and I don't say that in an egotistical way whatsoever, I was just kind of, it's not even that I was sure of myself. I just, I feel like when I was in high school and things like that, I sort of just existed. But I don't know, I didn't question myself maybe as often, or I don't know how to describe it. But it caused me to a lot of people who didn't have that same kind of confidence in themselves. I feel like I got, I hate to say like I got bullied because I was confident because that sounds ridiculous and privileged as hell. But it was that way for me a lot of times. So I spent a lot of my life as that, you know, the saying goes, dimming my light and dimming who I was as a person because I was terrified of standing in the spotlight. I was terrified of it because it felt like a place that was really natural for me. And I felt like myself there, but I felt like if I stood in any kind of spotlight, 
that I was proving to everyone, oh, I agree. I think I'm something, right? And so I was like, I spent so much time shrinking who I was to make other people feel comfortable. And that carried on when I went to college in such a major way. And then it's so crazy because it was like a full-on accident that I ended up working at Hooters. And when I did, it was like, it was, you know, first of all, you're working with all women. So you're not like, I've worked in restaurants and anybody who's worked in restaurants, like, I mean, it's different working with all females. And so you don't, I don't know, it was like a little mini sorority. And for the first time in my life, it was okay to be who I was. And I learned how to step into my own light, how to step into my own power and to not apologize for it. So yeah, I've worn many hats, but I would say that so much of who I am today is attributed to the time that I spent slinging chicken wings. You know, I went from the orange shorts to the yellow tank top, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's slinging chicken wings and uh, (laughs) spraying shoes, but it was a damn good time, let me tell you. But to get way off track with that is just, you know, with the original question that you asked me about building my own business and stepping into that light, it's like I've been managing this business that is who Victoria Brown is and how she shows up in the world for such a long time. And I would say that my entrepreneurial spirit was once again, really owning who I am and owning all the pieces and the parts of myself and feeling like maybe there was something I could share with the world in that same regard, as far as soul cycle goes and life coaching goes. And I think it's really just about not apologizing You know, it's like you get one life to live, one. So why in the hell are we all running around trying to live this life for other people? You know, it's so silly. It's like you're worried about what so-and-so is going to think or so-and-so is going to say, what he said, what she said, what they said. And honestly, it has no weight on who you are and what you want to do. And then all of a sudden, when you care too much about what everybody else is going to think when you start your own business or, you know, go down a new career path or whatever it is, you know, you just, you're uh, dimming your own light and putting totally. out your own fire. Yeah, totally. Tell me about the very best self project. Cause I know we've talked a little bit about it, but like, I think it's just so freaking rad. And like, what are the principles that you adopted to like create that? Yeah. So I got my life coaching certification back in 20, I want to say it was 2017 or 2018. And then life was crazy and I didn't have the capacity to kind of build out what I wanted to build out at the time. You know, so for me, it was like I took the skills that I had learned in my getting my certification and and really I was doing that, giving, you know, as we do sometimes, it's like a, you get up and give a motivational talk for 45 minutes, 11, 10 to 12 times a week, you know, when you teach a soul cycle class, it feels that way sometimes. And so I took kind of, when the pandemic happened, it was this, dare I say, beautiful opportunity because that feels like such an oxymoron thing to say, considering there was so much hardship that's been, you know, as a result of what's going on in the world. But at the same time, there's been so many things that are beautiful. And as I mentioned before, that that pause that was unavoidable. So for the first time, 
you know, I sat down with everything I had learned in that certification. And I sat down with all of the common themes that I would talk about in my school cycle classes. Uh, and then I was like, okay, what does that look like if I build out, you know, a 12 week program around all of these mindset hacks and things? What does that look like? And so I sat down and I built it out. And so that's where I came up with the very best self project, which is a 12 week mindset coaching program. It's a group coaching program for women. And it's my baby and I love it uh, and I believe in it. And so it's really built on community coursework and coaching. And it provides this incredibly safe space for women to come together. A lot of what I do with them is, you know, the first 25% of the program is very much a deep dive into self and understanding what's working, what's no longer working and what we can do different. It's understanding past, present and future. It's understanding what is our story that we've been telling ourselves up until now for so long. And is that story still working for us? Is that narrative still working for us? And it's cool because, you know, everybody's got these the back 75% of the program is I run them through like a holistic approach to goal setting and they kind of set goals in every area of their life and move through that. But it's neat because it's crazy because you have all of your best friends and you have your family and all these people that you trust and you know, but somehow it's kind of really hard to open up to all of those people about what it is you want to create in your life. It's much easier to actually open up to a bunch of strangers who are going to meet you with a different, they're not going to meet you with judgment in any way. I sometimes think like the internet, the network that I've built on, you know, social media is like far more understanding and like supportive and like will cheer me on so much (laughs) harder than sometimes like my brother will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My brother's like, I don't get it. And like the internet's like, go D, fuck them up. Like everyone's like so pumped. Yeah, you're so right. Virtual fist bump. You got this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what do you think that is? I've thought about it. Like, what is it about? Maybe it's because like your family knows your baggage and like the internet just knows who you are in this moment. So it's like a, and if you're doing the internet right, right. If you're doing like social media correctly, hopefully you're being authentic and it's, it's not just your highlight reel. But sometimes I'm like, maybe it's that I'm so in the moment on my social that like people really close to me don't always get because they've known Mm -hmm. me my whole life, you know? Right. Yeah. I think you're just met with a lot less judgment. It's so much easier to be a hype girl for someone that you just met, right? To be like, hell yeah, you can do this. Like, of course you can. Why not? It's just easier to be a hype girl sometimes for people that you've just met versus insane understanding of you. Yeah. Do you feel so like, obviously, the theme of this podcast is about the acoustic you and like helping yourself and others to like, peel back layers to become more acoustic or authentic, if you will. Where do you find like that is most showing up in your life right now? Like that idea of the acoustic VB? Oh, man, I just love that so much. Let me just say Uh, the acoustic version of anything is the best version of anything. I feel like I'm I'm tapping into that in such a way that it's like you're reminded, and I, I say this a lot, but I think when it comes to life, I think that the dream doesn't change, right? I think the vessel changes. And this is something that I talk about a lot because, you know, I don't think you or I probably ever imagined that our vessel would be a stationary bike. I don't think that we ever imagined that in a million years. 
but fundamentally who we are as two Sagittarius sisters sitting on this call (laughs) and what we care about the most and what's ingrained in our DNA, right? It's like, that's what drew us to that vessel. And so knowing that I find so much joy and so much passion And it can come in so many different forms. You know, I found that when I worked at Hooters and I found it again when I work at SoulCycle currently. But it's like, I guess I allow myself to be more, it doesn't need, it's free form, right? So I'm my most authentic version of myself when I am reminded that the dream doesn't change, the vessel changes. So knowing that the things that light me up can come in so many different forms. And it's a matter of following what excites us. It's a matter of listening when there's like that little thing inside you that kind of perks up and like someone will ask you about something and you can see the way that your voice changes or you can see the way you sit a little taller or you you speak a little more, you know, vibrantly about that subject or that thing. It's because there's a reason for that right? It means like it's the universe showing you like, hey, you should explore this a little bit more. You should see what's behind this thing. And I think the world gets so caught up in like what we're supposed to be that they just, they're like, oh, I need to be this one thing. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to put my blinders on. I'm going to tunnel vision my way all the way to this thing. And I'm so committed. But what if like we actually took our blinders off What if we like said, like, I'm moving toward this other thing, but I'm going to leave myself open and available to what might come along the way, because you might just stumble upon other things that light you up just as much, if not more. I feel like all the best things in my life kind of happened on accident in a way when we're not as rigid, right? Mm -hmm. That really resonates with me because I also think sometimes like the best things in my life have happened when I've taken a risk and sometimes gotten burned. Like, mm-hmm. I think you and I both know about that. Like, yeah. I've done things where I'm like, this is it. And then I'm like, oh, that was not it. And like, it, this ain't like it. <laughs> oh, it like came so crashing down and it felt like hell. And then, mm-hmm. you know, but from that, you get to rediscover, like you just said, like the dream is still there. It's just maybe mm-hmm. the vessel you chose, like, was out of gas. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? like, yeah, exactly. Maybe that. Yeah. It's like everything I've done in my life, whether it be fitness or wellness or like entrepreneurialism, like market, like whatever it is, podcast, like is the fact that like I have to set up my mic perfectly and like talk into it. Like, is that what lights me up about doing a podcast? No. What lights me up about doing this podcast is that like my purpose on this planet and my dream on this planet is to like help people really discover themselves and like lift people up and like motivate them to their highest, best, like acoustic, authentic self. And so whatever that looks like, I'm going to take it. But it's definitely it's not. And I think everybody always just thinks like people that have it have it. But I mean, I think maybe what I know about you is like, you've always had that dream. But like, you've definitely gone through like the downs and the valleys and like the pits that, you know, you've had to come back from. So talk about some of those like your biggest like pits along the way in like the last decade. To take it back to Hooters. So, I mean, I don't know if I've told this story, but so I worked there six and a half years and it was like I said, like I have such fond memories and I loved it. And I traveled all over the world. I opened up stores in South Africa. Like, I mean, I did crazy stuff. So I worked there in South Carolina where I went to college. And then I worked there in Baltimore where I grew up. And then I worked there again in uh, California when I first moved out. And so 
it's crazy. One of the biggest pitfalls actually happened when that journey came to a close, right? So I worked for corporate stores on the East Coast. And when I moved out to the West Coast, uh, it was a franchise store. And so they were trying so desperately to get their kind of like customer service scores higher. And that was no problem for me. Like I said, I, I went to South Africa to teach. Like I was on the training team. Like I taught girls how to become, you know, whatever the brand standard was. So it was a franchise and they had enacted or implemented this new kind of like rule, if you will, that if you, they had secret shoppers that would come in, right? So these are like people who come in kind of like, what do you call it? Undercover. Uh, And they sit in your section and they kind of like score you the whole time. And you have no idea that they're secret shoppers, right? So they said, if anyone gets below a 60%, you would be automatically terminated, right? So whatever. I went on about my life. I wasn't concerned about that, obviously. And so one morning I come into work and my manager pulls me into the back office and he's like, so you had a secret shopper and he scored like, it was like a 48. It was like abysmal. Okay. And he's like, so we have to let you go. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, you're you're firing me of all people who's like represented this brand all over the world. Okay. And I was just so dumbfounded and so confused and thought this is impossible. How is this even a thing? So in California, it turns out, well, not turns out, but in California, for people who don't know, the labor laws are extremely strict. Okay. So when you work, you know, sometimes the shift is like six to eight hours long, but whenever you worked, I think it was more than five and a half hours, you had to clock out and physically leave the building to take your lunch break or dinner break, whatever it was. And then there would be some, there would be a girl who would come in on each shift and she was called the breaker, right? So the breaker would come in, she would watch your section for your 30 minutes, take care of all your tables, send them back to you when you came back. Then she'd watch the next girl's section and the next girl's section so that everyone could take their dinner break to, for California state law, whatever. So I kept all of my receipts. And they had given me the documentation of this secret shopper. And I was able to prove that I had actually clocked out, wasn't even in the building. And I, by the timestamp on the time I clocked in and the t- or time I clocked out and then clocked back in to take my tables. So I had never even met these people. I never even met them. And I was able to prove that and show that the girl who watched my section was the one who took care of these people. And of course, you know, my manager at the time was like, you're our best girl. I, you know, I'm sure we'll be able to take care of this. And they took it to kind of the franchise owner or whatever. And I think for legal reasons, once you terminate someone, it's very difficult to bring them back for whatever reason. I don't know. And so that was the end. Just like that. It all ended. And I remember thinking at the time, this is going to be the worst, best thing that's ever happened to me. And it was, (laughs) you know, it was time to hang up the orange shorts, as they always used to say. It was time for me to move on. I couldn't continue to keep working there. Like it had its heyday. And, you know, at this point, I think I was in my early mid-20s and it was time to move on and, you know, into whatever my professional life would be. And, you know, I have a college degree and all of that. So, but it's hard when it's not your choice. Yeah. And I think what really stung me when you were telling that story is, you pour so much love and so much devotion. And like you, when like, cause you, I know you're like this, cause we talk about this. Like when I do something, 
I'm going to do it with all I have. Like I'm going to commit to something like I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm not going to half-ass it. Like you will not get that from me. And you poured so much of yourself into a brand for so long. And then they were willing to just, that's it because of one thing that wasn't even you in the end. And it's like, you just can't go back. I feel like maybe it's because I know you're a Sagittarius. Like you can't go back after that. Like, no, you didn't want me. Like you were, you were going to, you were going to put me out in the cold. And like now, because Mm -hmm. you're wrong, like, no, 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 no. Like, right. Yeah. 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 When you cross our loyalty, it's a whole different chord that you strike with you and I. (laughs) Well, Right. Because I would never do that. Like I'm going to stay so loyal and I'm going to stay, I mean, even like soul cycle, like we talk about soul cycle, like that brand Mm -hmm. has gone up and down and up and down and around the corner so many times in the last couple of years. And like, I have stayed so loyal. Like I'm like, I will ride this and I will be yep. there. And it's we like, bleed yellow. yeah, we do. We really do. And I think it's, that can feel though, when you realize that like that wasn't reciprocated in the way that you thought right. it was, right. It is the best, worst thing that ever happens to us. Yeah. So it was, I knew, and I knew that it would be eventually, I knew eventually I would step beyond the haze of it all. And I would feel amazing about it. But what happened and what transpired after that, as the question began, which was, you know, talk about some of the dark points, the the low points, you know, I felt like I realized for the first time how caught up I was in it. And I realized that it had become my identity in such a major way. It became my identity. And so overnight, it felt like my identity was taken away from me. It felt like the thing that I was the most proud of was taken away from me. And so it was like, well, who am I now? Who am I without this anymore? Because this is what I'm known for at this point. Who am I now? And so I would offer that it was a full year of feeling really depressed at the time. And so the reason I felt depressed was A, my identity was stripped from me, like I said. B, it was, okay, you know, here's someone who just, I graduated, you know, magna cum laude from Coastal Carolina University in uh, South Carolina. I've got a degree and it's like all of my friends were doing the nine to five thing. Everybody I knew had been doing the nine to five thing for about four or five years now. So I was like, well, am I supposed to do that? What am I supposed to do? So I remember just feeling so lost. There was such a huge part of me. I was the first and first time I really think I slipped into like some kind of deep depression because I didn't know where to go. It felt like everyone else around me was figuring it out. It felt like I was the last one on the boat and I wasn't even on the boat. I was swimming to try and catch the boat. It was like, Oh my God. Like what a am boat I that you do? didn't even want to be on. Like, I mean, oh yeah, like a boat. Like I've so many times people have been like, well, you know, my dad was like this, like, Danielle, like you should just go into business. And I'm like, the idea of ever working a nine to five for me and like, right. listen, corporate job, corporate life, that is for some people and there is no shade there. And like, yeah, get what makes you happy. But like, that was a boat for me. I was like I did go through a period too where I was like, I should just be doing that. Like that's what I should be doing because that's what everyone else is doing. And like if I'm not doing that, then am I doing it right? But like I'm <laughs> swimming to catch a boat I didn't even want to catch. Yes. Amazing. I love that line. Ah, that's so huge. And it's the truth. I think I applied to like, oh my God, for a full year, I applied to so many nine to five jobs, so many of them. 
and I didn't get a single one. I don't even think I got an interview, to be honest. And I don't know what the heck I was doing. I must have just been like really missing the mark or the universe was really looking out. But yeah, same thing. I'm like, I'm 33 and I've never had a nine to five. And damn, if I'm going to do that now, absolutely not. It's like, we get to create our own reality. And the reality I choose does not include that. It includes working for myself and and working for something that's more fluid and free form. Yeah, so that was the biggest low point for me. And so that was when I was working on the front desk. And then they were like, hey, we're going to do a soul cycle training program for the very first time out here in Los Angeles. You know, so I was like, well, all right, I'll try it. I was like, I can be in a soul cycle instructor, maybe. I'll and take a whack at it. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll do that. And I was like, and and then, you know, maybe I would obviously be making more money. And it would be, uh, you know, at the time I wanted to be a TV host on E! News. And so I was going to auditions all the time. And I was like, if I'm a soul cycle instructor, I'd still have plenty of time to get to my auditions. And so I was like, eh, I'll just try that. And then it was like, nothing in my life had ever felt more right. And I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, this is where I'm headed. Yeah. Talk about because I think there's so many people that listen to podcasts like this and they they're in that season. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are in that season where they're like, what? But okay, I know that like when I find my purpose, like I'm going to go and like nothing's going to get in the way and I'll become unapologetic. And we talk about that all the time. But like, Mm -hmm. talk about like what that feeling actually is when you find alignment and synchronicity in yourself with like what you're doing. Like talk about what that actually will feel like for anybody who's like, I just don't know. I think about Breezy. Breezy's a lot like this. Like she always gives herself shit because she's like, I don't know what I want to do. Like I still have no idea what I really want. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, you got to decide like what lights you up? What do you get really excited about? But it, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain. And I struggle to explain this to some people. Like when you know mm-hmm. that you're in the path alignment. that you're meant to be on, like, yeah, when yeah. you're in alignment, there's a feeling. Can right. you talk about that? Yeah, I would say it's not something you can go out and search for necessarily. It's a moment when things come very, very full circle. That's what it is. It's a moment when you're like, oh, and it's a light bulb and an aha. And I think it stems usually from years prior. I tell this story quite a bit, but when I was in college, I remember, and I'm sure Breezy has a moment like this as well, but you know, I remember going to my guidance counselor at the time and I was like, okay, you know, graduation was nearby and I was so excited. I made this appointment with her and I was like, all right, cool. So I went into her office. I was like, okay, here's the two things I know to be true about myself. I was like, I know that I love public speaking and I know that I love to help people. How do I make a career out of that? Right. What do I do? And she was like, don't know what to tell you, kid. There's the door. There's a big world out there. Go figure it out. Right. And so for me, that it was this aha moment of, you know, I was chasing what I thought was that, right? Because I looked at Katie Couric and I looked at Juliana Rancic and I was like, that embodies all the things that what they do and who they are, I felt like embodied everything that I ever wanted to be. Right. And so I was like, that's it. I'm going to be in news and I'm going to do TV hosting and I get to mic up and I get to, you know, I get to do public speaking and all of that. Right. And I, I don't know where the, I think I lost sight of the, I want to help people part of it. I definitely lost sight of that because neither, you know, if I was in news or, you know, entertainment news, either one, I don't, I don't really necessarily think I would be helping people, but I guess I felt it in a way because I know 
what drew me to Katie Kirk and Juliana Rancic both is like the way that they talked to people and the way that they did interviews was they just seemed to me like they had this aura and this presence about them where they could make people feel comfortable and they could make people feel like they belonged. And when I watched interviews with both of them had done, I always felt like it didn't matter who was sitting on the other side of that interview. It was like they could just get people to open up and they could get people to, you know, be really comfortable and share things with them. So maybe there was like a hidden help piece in there, but not in the way that I saw. But anyways, I digress. I guess when I went into SoulCycle, as I said, I never ever in a million years thought that a stationary bike would be the vessel. And I was so focused on that thing at the end of the tunnel, which was becoming a TV host. I was so incredibly focused on it that being a SoulCycle instructor was right under my nose the whole time while I was working at the front desk at SoulCycle. And it was right in front of me and I couldn't even see it. When I worked on the front desk, I had no desire to become an instructor. I'd never took class and looked up at the podium and thought, oh my God, I'm dying to do that. I want to be like her. I want to be like him. I didn't. I just didn't. I had no desire. There was nothing. I was like, this is fun. I like to take class every once in a while, but I don't want to do that. You know, I was very much like, this is a part-time job that I do where the people I work with are amazing, but I'm working on other stuff. And so, you know, it was like this full accident. But then all of a sudden I I showed up to the first day of training. And it was funny because when I got into the program, even still then, I was excited. But there was a part of me that was like, I don't even know if I really want to do this. So I mic'd up and I realized it was an aha moment that was like, oh, my God. It was full circle and it took me all the way back to college. It took me all the way back to that day when I sat across from my guidance counselor and took me all the way back to that moment where I was like, these are the two things that I know I care about more than anything in the world that light me up, that excite me. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. And look at all that's grown from that. Like, look at like, and it's funny that you said like Hooters had become your identity because one thing that like. I also notice about you is like SoulCycle is a big part of you, but it's not your identity. And you've done Mm -hmm. a really good job of like making sure that SoulCycle is just like a vessel. And it's like another way that you get to do those two things, right? Like public speak and help people. And, you know, and whether it be Under Armour and like the cool shit that you get to do with them and like, you know, very best self and your meditation, like breath work, like all of those things allow Mm -hmm. you to be in full alignment with exactly like, your core values. Right. Yeah. So I think for anybody who's trying to figure it out, find their purpose, as you will, I think it's about getting really quiet with yourself. I think it's about asking yourself, what is it that you really care about? And don't worry about what job it is that encompasses those things from the beginning. Don't think about that. Because we start with, it's like, we start with the finished product all the time. We're like, okay, I want to do this. And then we, you know, we start with the finished product. Instead, don't start with the finished product. Start with who am I? What do I care about? And really, I think it's that. It's what do I care about? You know, what do I really, really care about? And then it's like, begin to explore how many different ways that could take life. And yeah, as you mentioned, I love SoulCycle dearly, but I don't allow it to be my identity, as I mentioned before, you know, losing my job and being fired 
from a job was the worst, best thing that could have ever happened to me because it was in that moment that I realized I was way too wrapped up. So if you go to my Instagram page, you know, if SoulCycle was gone tomorrow, I, I believe the people who follow me wouldn't want to stop following me because SoulCycle is, it's when you go to my page, you're getting Victoria Brown. You're getting what she believes in, what she stands for, who she is. And SoulCycle is just one spoke on the wheel. It's one part of a very, very large story. And so I think that's really important for all of us. And yeah, it's kind of the theme of this conversation in such a way, because you're the same way. You wear so many different hats and like you do so many things that light you up and bring you joy. And it just doesn't have to be one thing. Yeah, I think I hit a point because I think everybody like when they start out in a fitness world is like group fitness instructors. And I know this to be true about a lot of soul cycle instructors. When we start out, we're like anything you need, I will do anything like give me classes like I don't care, I will do whatever you want. And then you hit a point where you go, okay, if soul cycle disappeared tomorrow, which I think in the last year, like those are real conversations that everybody's right. had to have. And like, obviously, soul cycle is yeah. okay. But like, who knows, like a, a year ago, like nobody knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a moment where I too was like, if SoulCycle disappeared tomorrow, would I be okay? Like, would I still be me? And that's been something that's been like absolutely instrumental because SoulCycle for me is where I get to really go and deliver my passions, right? Like Mm -hmm. it is where I am in full alignment, but it's not everything. And like Mm -hmm. running my business, I love it. And it is so full alignment. It's not everything. This podcast is another spoke that like I get to give people my heart and like have people like you on to give your heart, but it's not everything. And I think that's where a lot of people, like you said, they try to like find the the finished product, put all the eggs in a basket, but it's like that basket you're putting all your eggs in probably wouldn't put all of their eggs in your basket. So make sure that you're like in alignment first and your core values are established first. Totally. So five years from now, you're like on this really beautiful path. Like you're in such a cool place right now. And I know you know that. Like you have this like dreamy relationship. You guys just moved in together. You have the very best self project. You're an under like all of these things that make up the beautiful, amazing piece of Victoria Brown. Like five years from now in your vision, what does it look like? Five years from now, what does it look like? Well, I'll begin with what I always think is the most important thing in the world, right? So I hope five years from now that I'm an incredible wife. I hope five years from now that I have kids, at least one. And then that's first and foremost, because that's my home life. So that's got to be in order. And then from there, you know, I hope five years from now that my first book is out. I say first because I hope to write many. I love writing. It's my favorite thing. I love it. So I hope my first book is, no, my first book will be out. And I am betting big on uh, Equinox Plus, hopefully being a huge platform and growing and reaching more people and being something that's worldwide and I love that I get to be in the position that I'm in that I had to beg to be in, by the way. Uh, I was not immediately chosen for. I've been begging to be a part of that too. Every time I'm like, hey, by the way, hi. (laughs) Yeah. And you, and don't stop and don't stop. Oh, I won't. You know, it was, that's a whole other story. We might have to do podcast part two for that, but uh, yeah, I wasn't picked for that at all. 
No, but you're resilient. Like you are a resilient human. And like, if there's anything I know to be true about you, like if you have your mindset on it, you're going to go for it. And yeah, it's such a valuable piece of your story. Yeah. I think that's an important note too. I think people on the outside, they think they can think a lot of things, right? But I think there's probably a large group of people that just assume that they assume a lot of things. They just assume, you know, I was picked to be on the cast that I was, you know, like plucked and I was a chosen one. And that just like wasn't the case at all, how I ended up there. So, but anyways, five-year plan. I hope that uh, it takes off in a really beautiful, powerful way. And I get to just continue to share the things that I love through that platform. And then I hope that my meditation and breath work are an even bigger part of my story at that point, five years from now, because they're kind of just getting their legs at this point and uh, something that I feel like is just beginning to take flight. So that's what I hope for. Well, I'm really excited for you. Okay. So we're going to play a game, but first I want you to tell everybody like, where can people find you? Like all the places people can like get to know VB. Tell us about it. You can find me on Instagram at Victoria Brown. Yeah, that's probably it, right? On the at-home bike, Equinox Plus, get the bike and ride with me wherever you are soon, hopefully in the world. What am I missing? Is that it? Well, if somebody's interested in very best self, message you. Ah, yeah, send me a message because I mean, I it's not always open for enrollment, right? So definitely send me a message if you hear this and you're like, I want to be a part of, you know, the next class that's happening. Definitely send me a message. Don't be shy. People are scared to send messages sometimes. Just be like, hey, I wanted, I heard this podcast and I want to know more about that. So yeah, I'm in the thick of it right now. I'm on week four with a group of women and out of a 12 week program. So it'll be a bit before I launch again, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. The game is called Quick Fire, and you have one minute to answer as many questions as possible. And you're a Sagittarius, so you're going to kill it at this game. Hit me. <laughs> you know who I always say this because we all know her, and I always love to tell anybody that knows you, this person, Pixie. Did you listen to her? Gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Oh yeah. my God. I knew she was going to be terrible at it, too. And it was terrible. hilarious because she's like, yeah. oh, I can't because I need to give an X. Ex- yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible. You can't like, go into really, the story. You just have to. Oh yeah, answer. like really bad, really bad. I was like, wow, that yeah. was horrible. She goes, whatever. Oh, I was walking around New York City and I was like on my way looking for a bamboo plant. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like going to all these plant shops and meanwhile walking and listening to your podcast with Pixie on it that day. And I was just giggling. I'm like laughing out loud as I was walking down the street. So it was because we know her and we're like, yep, that's pretty yeah, so, on brand. Yeah. Yep. Okay, here we go. One minute. You ready? Okay. Favorite book? Start with Why by Simon Sinek. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite food? Crabs. I'm from Maryland. Oh, yeah. Dream vacation? Bora Bora. Private plane or private yacht? Plane. Sports or art? Both. I love both. Favorite article of clothing you own? My AirPods. Is that clothing? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Okay. Best piece of advice someone's ever given you? My grandfather, always lean in the direction that you want to go in and you will eventually arrive. You are getting on a plane right now. Where are you going? Los Angeles. Yeah, come visit. And you're going to a deserted island. You can bring three things. What are they? Is my boyfriend a thing? (laughs) I'm bringing my boyfriend. I am bringing... This is hard. It is hard. Yeah. Oh, I needed a heads up on this. I'm bringing my boyfriend. I'm bringing a deck of cards and I'm bringing sunscreen. Yes. Sunscreen is a must. 
That was good. You did really good. You got through the most. You and Chris Chandler both got through a lot. I love it. I love yeah. him. My answer to the three things I'd bring to a deserted island, I would bring a cell phone charger. Hmm. I would bring tequila. Mm-hmm. Well, cell phone charger and phone. Like I would bring both. I was going to say this is flawed because you're not yeah, going to yeah. do a lot with just a charger. Right. <laughs> I would bring the things to keep my phone working. I would yeah, bring yeah. tequila because, you know, it's like antiseptic also. Like it, it oh, works right, for of like, course, obviously, that's wounds, the reason. like drinking, whatever. And then you I might bring have a, internal wounds. You have to drink the tequila. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to bring a boat because like I'm getting off the island, guys. Mm. Like God, when she's just so much smarter than all of us. <laughs> like nobody's answered that. They're like, I'm going to bring all these things that'll like keep me comfortable there. I was like, right, well, I'm going to bring a boat and I'm leaving. Because <laughs> so, I'm not staying. I'm here for a minute. Here and I'll bring for tequila, a good time, not party, a long time. But then we're going. Yeah. 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 Um, are really okay. Well, listen, interest. friend, I love you so much. I just adore your heart. I adore everything you're doing. You're just amazing. And I just know so many people are going to find so much value in your words. So thank, <laughs> thank you. you so much. And I love and adore you like literally to the moon and back. I just can't even. I love you. And next time you're in LA, we have to hang out. Yes. Yes. All right. Friend, have a good will. day. Thank you too. Speaking of fitness and soul cycle. If you are a person who really wants to try SoulCycle, but maybe you don't live in a place where there's a studio or an outdoor studio, depending on when you're hearing this, a lot of the studios are still operating outdoors. But when all things are normal, we are inside. So if you're not near SoulCycle and you really are thinking about an at-home bike, SoulCycle does have one. It's through Equinox Plus. So you're not only getting SoulCycle, but you're getting rumble boxing. You're getting solid core Pilates. You're getting Equinox hit classes. You're getting headstrong meditation. You're getting pure yoga. You're also getting TB12 recovery. And I have a discount code. It's for $250 off. The code itself is actually very long though. So instead of just reading it out to you, if you go to our show notes um, at the bottom of the episode and you'll see the code there, you'll just copy and paste that into when you purchase your at-home bike. But comes with the bike, you get a screen, you get weights, you get a mat, you get all of the fun things. And then you can kind of take SoulCycle classes and all of those other ones right from the comfort of your own living room. So go enjoy that. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. Obviously, I am very fortunate to have so many amazing humans in my network. And Victoria is such a good friend of mine and has been for the better part of the last decade. And that conversation just has me so fired up because She's so right when you align and when your non-negotiables in this life fully align with the work that you're doing, no matter what that work looks like, beautiful things happen. And this like sense of calm and center comes into your life. And she's just so good at articulating that. And I just respect her so much. So I really hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Next week, my friend, another dear, dear friend of mine, her name is Britt Barron, aka Beans. She's an author of the book Worth It. She works with racial justice. She works with women's rights. She's LGBT. She works with Rachel Hollis. This girl is everything and more. And I am beyond pumped for you to hear her episode next week. And if you are loving what you are hearing. As always, please make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a rating, give us a review, share it with your friends. We love the word of mouth. It's how podcasts grow. And you know, don't hesitate to slide into our DMs. Let us know what you want to hear. Connect with us. 
tell us things that you're learning from these episodes. We'd love to connect with you and share any ahas you've had. And we're just really, really excited. I'm having a blast with this. So hope you have a beautiful day and we will talk to you soon. See ya. 